In this devotional, I'm going to share with you three thoughts from Nehemiah chapter 9, verses 16 through 21, where I'll ask the question, how should we describe God? Nehemiah chapter 9, verses 16 through 21 says, But they and our fathers acted presumptuously, and stiffened their neck, and did not obey your commandments. They refused to obey and were not mindful of the wonders that you performed among them, but they stiffened their neck and appointed a leader to return to their slavery in Egypt. But you are a God ready to forgive, gracious and merciful, slow to anger and abounding in steadfast love, and did not forsake them. Even when they had made for themselves a golden calf and said, This is your God who brought you up out of Egypt and had committed great blasphemies, you in your great mercies did not forsake them in the wilderness. The pillar of cloud to lead them in the way did not depart from them by day, nor the pillar of fire by night to light them the way by which they should go. You gave your good spirit to instruct them and did not withhold your manna from their mouth and gave them water for their thirst. For forty years you sustained them in the wilderness and they lacked nothing. Their clothes did not wear out and their feet did not swell. This passage comes from a section of Nehemiah where the people of Israel who had returned from exile are confessing their sins to God. They're confessing their sins to God and they're recognizing that even though they have followed in the footsteps of unbelievers, of folks who were rebellious against God, people who did not want to obey his commands, even though they followed in their footsteps, the Lord has ever been faithful, that he was constantly forgiven. He was constantly gracious. He was constantly loving to the people that he had made covenant with. And it's in this context that we start to understand the very nature of the God that we serve. So here are three thoughts from Nehemiah chapter 9, verses 16 through 21, answering the question, how should we describe God? Thought number one, he is forgiving. The Lord is forgiving. In this account that we just read, the rebellion of the people of Israel, after having seen all of the plagues of Egypt, when they desired to go back into slavery, is forgiven. When they had built the golden calf, and they were led by Aaron, the high priest, in worship of this idol, and committed so many great blasphemies against the holy God who had saved them, the Lord doesn't destroy them. In fact, he forgives them. He forgives them of this great horrendous sin that they had committed against him. And this is just one example that's given here in the text. But if you look through the history of Israel, what you see is that the Lord is continually forgiving people who are continually rebelling against him because he has made a promise to his people that he is going to be faithful even when they are not. And it's because of this great forgiving nature of our God that we can describe him as forgiving and we can understand more fully exactly what's happening in the work of Christ Jesus, because our forgiveness ultimately is rooted in his sacrificial death on the cross. Thought number two, he is gracious. The Lord is gracious, meaning that the Lord gives what is not deserved. The Lord has protected the people of Israel. He has made it so that they would survive when they're wandering in the wilderness for 40 years. What happens? They have food given them miraculously by God. They have their clothes survive. They don't have to make new clothes while they're wandering in the wilderness. Their shoes and their clothing don't wear out. Their feet don't swell. The Lord is protecting them. He is giving them so many blessings 
even while they're experiencing his punishment. It's amazing how gracious the Lord is, how he grants to the people of Israel and how he grants to us today so many things that we do not deserve. We have received grace upon grace because it's intrinsic in our God's character to give to us that which we don't deserve. And it's an amazing thing to experience the grace of God to know his forgiveness, and to receive his mercy. Thought number three, he is loving. The God of Israel is loving. The God of Israel loves his people and cares for them and protects them. He takes this rebellious group of folks, folks who are continually rejecting him and disobeying his commands, and he maintains fellowship with them. He actually takes them and puts them into the land of promise. He takes them, and after having exiled them, he brings them back. After this period of 70 years of discipline, he brings them back to the land of promise because he had told them in advance that he loved them, that they were his children, and he would discipline his children because he loved them, but that ultimately that discipline would end, and then they would know the great love of God. You see, all of this is a picture of the great love that God has shown to us primarily through his son, Christ Jesus. If the people of Israel had experienced the love of God, and they did, we who are in Christ have experienced it so much more because the love that Israel received through their covenantal relationship with God is expanded upon in amazing ways in the age of the church. So now we who are in Christ are experiencing the love of God in more expansive and more wondrous ways than the people of Israel did. And in the consummation, we will experience the love of God even more than we are experiencing it now. And this is how we should describe God. We should describe him in accord with his forgiving, gracious, and loving nature. These three thoughts come from the signed reading of Nehemiah chapters 5 through 9. If you'd like to read through the Bible with me, you can do so by subscribing to this channel, by clicking on the link in the description, or by joining the Facebook group Through the Bible, where we are reading the text of Scripture together.